Hello, 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 beautiful people. Um, I am Pure Rambles. Welcome to the podcast. Um, and I have a wonderful, lovely, fantabulous guest today. And her name is Mac. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, Hi, lovers. <laughs> hey, lovers. Yeah. So, guys, Mac, where are you from? I am from California. I'm from Southern California. You can consider it Palm Springs. Ooh. But it's actually Beaumont. <laughs> but it's, if you don't know, it's Palm Springs. <laughs> okay, so we have Mac from California, and we met literally the day after I came back um, from Swaziland to Ireland, and we've been kicking it ever since. On the dance floor, baby. On the fucking we dance floor. On the fucking dance floor, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and then it's just been plans and plans and plans and plans, and Mac's been traveling and... You know, good vibes, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been we, growing like, since I've been in that. You island. know, and I love that for you. Yes. Wait, is there, do we have um, language barriers? No. Okay, great. Yeah, no. just speak your mind, girl. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. <laughs> Why do people have language barriers? I don't barriers? know. Some people do. <laughs> not language barriers, but I was like, am I allowed to cuss on this? No, yeah, that, I know. Like, sometimes people, people get people get very weird about that. I, I'm trying to, like, understand if, like, they don't get money if that happens. I'm not sure. Maybe if you have, like, sponsors and stuff like that. But I also like fuck the sponsors. Um, if the no. sponsors want me, they want me. <laughs> they um, want me. Man, exactly. Fuck the language. I know. In my podcast, I'm always like, I hope you're smoking a blunt right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I hope you're relaxing and listening to this. Like, you like you soothing your enjoy. mind. Yeah. Yay. I think it's something. I don't know. I don't listen to podcast or like when you're walking or something like yeah. that. But I don't know. I think it's a moment to relax and accept other people's thoughts for a minute. You know. And if you're like, I mean, when I'm listening to a podcast. I'm like contributing as well as I'm talk as I'm listening. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's, there's some sound things, effects. Yeah. <laughs> that are just you necessary. You know, I'm not yeah, in yeah, church. Yeah. If I was in church I'd understand why there's no cursing. But like yeah, yeah. this is a podcast. Be this free, is a podcast. You know, the thoughts are freeing as they as they should be. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um I remember we covered that basis <laughs> before I really get into it. <laughs> <laughs> um Right. So when it comes to the part of the fact that we're doing a podcast makes me hard to like ask questions so guys we're just gonna we're gonna chit chat you're just gonna chit chat we're just gonna get into a conversation it usually gets deep anyway so you know it's gonna get there yeah it's only now that we're still preparing (laughs) (laughs) the fact that i think we need to pretend you guys don't exist and then Mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna get where it needs to be but um it's working we oh yeah, I told you I was going to ask you a question. I was like, are you going to pull out your question? I was, I'm nervous. All right, oh, go. Well, I gave you preparation for this question. You did, you did, you did. Yes, and the question was, I asked this on Snap as well, so you should add my Snap at Pure Rambles, P-I-W-E-R-A-M-B-L-E-S on Snapchat. Um, and you get these random questions or <laughs> random pieces of information about my life that you don't need, but you'll, you'll enjoy. Just, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy, yeah, enjoy the podcast. Exactly. Um, and the Rambles. Ooh. Um, Ooh, girl, Mackenzie. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead ask this devious it's fucking. Not question. even that deep. I don't even know why we're. <laughs> um, would you date someone who has a kid? Mm. I think, for the time period in my life, I am going to say no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, only because with children comes a different responsibility. Yeah. And I've kind of been talking about this a lot, about um, the idea of starting a family Mm. and, like, 
how much responsibility comes with that, but how much emotional responsibility comes with that. Not yeah. just financial, but emotional. Like, you're caring for somebody else. Mm. But then imagine caring for somebody else's child at the same time as well. That puts mm. you in a completely different mm. um, unit. I think... Um, I, I think I personally try to avoid those situations. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, that's not that's not something that I'm looking for right now. There mm-hmm. are, I've definitely, like, it's not a never thing. I've definitely, like, talked to somebody, they've had a kid, and I've been like, oh, I'm not, that's not really, like, I there's, like, there's been people that I've liked that I've been like, uh, I just, but that's just not something that I'm ready for personally in my yeah. life. I'm not ready for that step. Yeah. Um, Which kind of sucks, but also it kind of just reminds me that maybe our alignment maybe just isn't working because that's just not something that I'm in the place and ready for. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I might feel differently about that when I'm in a different space in my life. Okay. When I'm on my own page and pace, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't know because somebody else's baby comes with somebody else's mom. And that doesn't always have to look negative. Yeah. But that also comes with you raising, you're going to, what, you're going to help raise somebody else's kid? Yeah. And and what bound, still, where do I stand? Yeah. And then, like, how much, how much do I really know you? Yeah. Because, like, raising a kid takes a unit. Yeah. And I'm not going to pop into somebody's life if I'm temporary. I don't like the idea of popping into somebody's life temporarily in, for the sake of the child. Because I don't like that. Yeah, I, I feel like when you're getting into a situation that a child is involved, you definitely have to be thinking of it long term, especially if you're going to meet the child. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know if I had a child, I wouldn't want someone who's just going to be there for now and this child, my child to be meeting new people every other month, every mm-hmm. other day. So I think... So, okay... Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I add? Yeah. Because um, I think my, my thought process is like this, because like when, when my parents separated or whatever, yeah. and my mom would be dating people. My dad w- wasn't really like that. Um, big about, My dad's very secretive, so it wasn't really like his thing. But my mom, which honestly, I don't blame her. She's trying to figure out her life, which yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, she's trying to figure out who she is after her divorce, which I respect her for always. Um, but the cost of that there's a rat ooh <laughs> I said, there's ooh. a rat on the roof the pitter patter <laughs> like I wonder if they can hear it on the mic I said ooh I'm sure they can hear it <laughs> um what's it called um where was I at oh um there was mo- yeah there was multiple men who came into the picture in different time periods ooh he's, he's giving me the chills he's giving me heebie-jeebies yeah the heebie-jeebies <laughs> I would jet-jet out of this fucking room immediately. Quick on my toes. I would be quicker than the rat. Mac is literally touching herself. She's so worried right now. She's like, they're calling on me. I can feel them. I can feel them. Anyway, point of the story is my mother was dating and I was just uh, an accent to it. And dude. Okay, how did you feel seeing all of these? It was uh, a lot. It was weird, especially as a kid. That's what yeah. that's why that's what I'm saying. Like as a kid, it's a, I I have a lot of being so, a child who has gone through that. I have a lot more perspective. Like there was one dude my mom dated, and he only came to have dinner every single day. Oh, and to eat food. Oh, oh, that's it. And now that we're at the point where we're like 
dating like that, we can obviously see that he was using your mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I even knew as a kid he was using my mom because I remember there was one time I I asked him if, like, he wanted to hang out and he was like, no. Oh. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh. Which also makes You're here to fuck my mom and eat her food and get the fuck out. And get the fuck out. But, like, that's a different... But I think also, in a sense, my mom is in a place um, where she's trying to rebuild. She's trying to learn... Mm. You know what I mean? So then that comes to a sense, then you think about, oh, I'm thinking about all different things, because then you think yeah. about where he's at. Yeah. He's trying to rebuild. Yeah. But then it's like, so maybe it comes down to the point that you should probably wait until you introduce your kids to somebody until you know that they're a very official person. Yeah. But also the type of person that you introduce to your kid um, it has to be very kind of emotionally aware of children's um of children, like, Absolutely. And, and the things that you say to them, because, mm-hmm. like, what you're telling me about you asking him if he wants to chill and him saying no, that's something that stuck with you from mm-hmm. when you were young, something that you remember. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of just, like, people need to be a lot more aware of how children feel about situations than mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they just think it's me and this person, and children don't remember anything, and children don't see, and children don't yeah. hear. But the things that you say in front of and to children really matters. Mm-hmm. And while... It can be negative that one of your parents is secretive. Mm-hmm. It's also quite good because it means you're not exposed to the other um, unhealed people that they come across. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's also in a sense. I know my mom never brought anybody around us in a malicious manner. You know what I mean? No, yeah, no, I don't think that's um, what it is. Yeah. But also, there were people that I was like, "Oh, my mom's really gonna like be with this person," and then mm-hmm. they would break up, and yeah. I'd be like, "Oh." Yeah. So you're not in my life. It would just be like, it's just mm. a weird adjustment kind mm. of thing you, like, think about. But yeah. I think also, like, I think the whole world is coming to realize how serious childhood trauma is. Yeah, and I how, think like, before it would how have aware, been, I don't think, yeah. I don't think people were as aware yeah. um, how influential, like, the experiences we have in our childhood are to our current day and being and yeah. presence and existence. And yeah. It's I all fucking now, interconnected. It's, it's for us um, as, you know, our generation, Gen Z, Mm-hmm. At our age, to realize the type Yo, of influence I hate, that I we have, hate being called such. A Unfortunately, generation. we are. Isn't that gross? I actually don't mind it. Gen really, Z. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's been used too much negatively. Okay, but maybe I like that's it. why I feel that way. Yeah, I like it, the actual name of it, Gen Z. I'm just like, oh, fucking at the end, like Gen Z is like the last word. I mean, the last letter. So, I don't know. I like it. It's valid. But um, no, yeah, I think most of this information is more for us who are getting into the serious dating world because i feel like there's mm. a lot of things out we don't consider but there's a lot of people our age who are actually getting kids um, no yeah no 100 percent. yeah which i think and is, married as well married as well people who yeah who've had their experiences mm-hmm. um and you know like i think i've seen so many conversations about high value women and how if they have a kid they become low value and it, it like my question makes me like um, wonder if as a generation without even using the word high value do we actually see it that way mm. and from the conversations that I'm having with people I feel like people don't even see it as the fact that the other person is low value it's more that they have to grow as a person before to understand they where they're at exactly because um, I think I think you can be in a certain time period where you can be okay with yeah. adding other people's children into your life yeah like but I'm just personally not in a space where I'm okay with adding somebody else's child into my life. But I think it's also because I 
personally don't glorify family as much as I glorify my partner. Yeah. I, like, I know people are like, I want my family. Like, mm-hmm. I want a family. I don't want a family. I, I, not that I don't want a family. I yeah. absolutely see myself as a mother yeah. or You just father, want to build a figure, partnership Whatever first. the fuck I'm going to be. Yeah. But, um... I'm so big about my person. Yeah. Because if I know that my person is strong and mm. I know that me and my person can handle such conflict and moments mm. and um, obstacles, then I want I want to feel confident in my in my teammate to mm-hmm. then build a family to add teammates to the mm. team, and that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and it's also um, kind of like when you date someone who's kind of like older than you or in a different. Um, place in their life mm-hmm. someone who has a kid is in a different place in their life compared mm-hmm. to you especially mm-hmm. with the situation with their baby mama slash baby daddy mm-hmm. um and the uh, the issues that they encounter mm-hmm. not only are you in your own relationship but we need to remember that someone who is um who has a kid with someone else they're in their own relationship as well mm-hmm. and you'll find sometimes that that person is talking to that other person regarding that kid and if you're not in the place in your life where you've accepted that or where you've accepted that someone can have multiple relationships and not that they're with right now. And that comes with trust. You know. But that's a thing. If you're going to fuck with somebody who has a kid, you have to understand that the re- there's other relationships that come with that's it. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. kid has to be involved with that mother, that uh-huh. mother's family uh-huh. or that father or that uh-huh. father's family. And like you have to be open to those kind of things because... At the end of the day, if you're not open to that, you're going to hurt the kid. Exactly. Which you're going to hurt the kid. Which is back to what I was saying before, which is, like, you have to be very aware of the kid. Mm-hmm. As much as it's just you and the partner, the kid is very involved here now. But I think also that comes to... That responsibility should also... As much as it's put on you as a person who's dating somebody who has the kid, it's really, truly on the person who is the father of that kid or the mother of that kid. Wait. But you just said the person who has that kid, or did you mean the person who's dating someone with a kid? Okay, okay. Sorry. I'm confusing people, Rephrase. and I'm probably confusing. <laughs> um, I'm talking about the, the, the parent of the child. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they need to be aware of what you're bringing your kid into. Like, they need to be aware of boundaries. The parent of the child. Yes. So the person that if if I was to come into a relationship with somebody and they had the kid, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about my partner. Yeah. They need to make sure that they're setting those boundaries between me and that kid until they're ready to allow that to be a full flowing circle. Yeah. It can't be immediate. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it should be. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be healthy for anyone because Mm -hmm. now there's two things that you're going to deal with. You're going to deal with if you guys break up. It's mm-hmm. your heartbreak, but it's also the kid's heartbreak. Mm-hmm. What are you explaining to the kid now? Also, mm-hmm. how did you introduce the kid to you? So these are the conversations that also need to start being had. It's like, okay, if you're going to date someone with a kid, how are you going to introduce the kid to me if the kid is old enough to understand, understand what's going on? Yeah. Um, um, I think also giving acknowledgement to single parents, because I think that's also a hard mm. acknowledgement too. But you know what I'm thinking about right now? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't know if you have one of these moments or, like, you just the people around you. But, like, you remember? I don't even know if it was, like, in high school or middle school or what the fuck it was. But do you remember when bitches would be, like, I'm only out here to date to marry. Like, that's the oh, yeah. only reason oh, I'm yeah. dating anybody. Oh, yeah. And I, would, oh, yeah. I remember, like, being, like, oh, yeah, like, that makes so much sense. But now I'm, like, girl. Bro. <laughs> bro. And you're 16 years of age. I'm, like, girl, to, to marry, marry who? Bro. 
Yeah, it's very interesting. It just shows um, we lived in an idealistic world before when we were still in like, the world high was so school. small. The yeah. world was so small. Everything was so small. It seemed dating. To, <laughs> yeah, right. Dating to marry. You know, <laughs> like. We really didn't think outside of that. Wait, we but like, like yeah, okay, how do you feel about that statement right now? Do you feel like you would like you currently in your life as a as a grown human? Do you feel that you are currently dating to marry? Okay, see, oh, that's complex, huh? It that, is. I feel like I check out out loud. It sounded funny, but then I checked myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, what am I doing? Okay, okay, okay. So. <laughs> It really depends on the point um, I'm at in my life and, you know, my pattern of thinking. Mm-hmm. Because there's sometimes, depending on where I am um, or how comfortable I am with myself or the people that I'm meeting, where I'm like, this is the type of person who I can, I can be with long term. I mean, not marry because I'm not really a marriage type girl. Like, I don't really think about marriage often, but like, I really? think of like long term partnerships. Okay. Yeah. So are you, are you <clears throat> not into marriage? I'm not into contracts. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not into being bound by someone forever. Does it does the fear come from financial connection or does the fear come from actually being bound to or bound and connected to somebody? Um I've seen too many complications that happen with people who are bound by contracts. Mm. So like when they break up and they have like kids for example and then they're um they start fighting and they use the kid to fight and then these court cases and all of that stuff. And it's like Starfic. that is all because um, you were bound by you were by bound contract. By yeah, the the whole contract thing, idea of contract, it's kind of weird. It fucks me up. Even when you have like, I've seen people who have like houses, um, and then when they break up, then it's like now there's complications of splitting the house, and then it becomes hard for one to move because one has a house and it's under this person. Is it? It's just a whole lot when there's contracts involved. Mm. I think that's my only. Uh, that's that's my issue with marriage. It's not that I don't want to be with someone forever. It's more that. I know in a realistic world, um, I might not always be with someone forever. Like, even if mm-hmm. we promise each other, there's just too many things that happen in this world. There's too many circumstances. So it, that's my issue with marriage. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of mm-hmm. being with someone forever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But so many people say that. And I'm not saying that, obviously, I'm not going to heal and stuff. But still, realistically, things happen. Yeah. Things that are out of my control. Things mm-hmm. are out of their control. So, yeah, in that sense, no. Marriage, no. But long-term partnerships, yeah. Okay, you know? I was just... Okay, oh. I'm like, I was going to send it to a different direction. No, but no, no. C- let's start here and then... Okay, go, yeah. go, go. Yeah, I was like, but wait. <laughs> I was like, but wait. Okay, no, I was talking me, about this. Me. Okay, we can... we can. I'm going to say it and then we can go back yes, to it. Okay. Um, Because I was just talking about this. And I think, like, there's a fear that we have as humans about love dying. Okay. And it, with marriage and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I feel like one of my friends was telling me that about his parents. They're like, yeah, they're like, they're great partners. They're mm-hmm. great partners and they do everything together. Yeah. But they sleep in separate rooms. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. And yeah. I was like, okay. And like, in a sense, you found your partner. Yeah. But is there a love there still? You know. What is that? Like, how does that? Like, how does that lay out? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm, it, it, like, or, like, or people get scared of, like, love dying. Yeah. Like, like we were talking about the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. Like, once you get past that honeymoon phase and then it's like, okay, so now we're in some real life stuff. Yeah. Okay, we figured out that we really fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. We are really connected. Okay, mm-hmm. what's going on? 
And then it's like, then you come to obstacles, then come to moments, then it comes to like, are you able to forgive? Are you able to understand? And then it's like, the way, how do you keep love alive in different situations and different moments? And Mm -hmm. it's like being truly able to understand somebody and being able to grow with somebody Mm. and understand somebody's growth, even if that you are not on that same same page page of growth, allows you to keep that love connection alive. Mm. But like... I feel like there's a lot of people that I've seen who are older and they're, like, so, um, in a sense, content, maybe? Like, that, that, like okay, so we've been married this many years, so this yeah. is just what we're going to do. Okay. Because I'd rather just, this This is my comfort. We love, like, we love each other. We know we're we love each other, with each other. But the love is, like. Comfort has replaced love. There we go. That's what it is. Okay. And I think and that's, that's it's a very interesting because what is the, is that real love if you have comfort, or yes. is it just comfort because? I think it is real love. Um, so the comfort. I think. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm confusing myself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, don't worry. I We're, just I just threw you in the pit. I just yeah. threw you in the pit, yo. <laughs> that's why I was like, let me say this, because <laughs> yeah. I was really unraveling this earlier. Um, I was unraveling this. Yeah, earlier. it is. It, it's a tricky one. Um. And it makes me question what I want for myself mm-hmm. as well. Because, man, when I, like, fall in love, it's very passionate. It's very deep. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, like, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's it's not mm-hmm. the best thing. And it um, and the thing is, passionate love can be passionate hate as well. Like, mm-hmm. just the extreme emotions. Who said that to me? Somebody said that the other day. Oh, um... Big shout out to my girl Diana if you hear this. <laughs> I was like, big shout out to my girl. <laughs> she was like, hate is so close to the feeling of love. Yeah. It has the same fire and fume yeah. to it. Like it has the same like all of those emotions, emotion hate, to it. Love, yeah. anxiety. All of them they're intense. They're so intense and they're beautiful. They're such beautiful experiences to go through, but they can be so damaging. Mm-hmm. And I think like Man, I don't mind agreeing with a friend of mine. Hey, let's get married. Like, now, this is an actual friend. Let's actually get married. Let's actually, like, sign the whole contract thing to save our money and have a house together and raise our kids there and just, you know, like, very mm-hmm. friendly. We have different rooms and from the very get-go. And this is the person who... We're not dating. This is my friend. No, mm. I'm talking something that's very... Not so it's more at all. partner than it is love. Yeah, it's just partnership. Mm-hmm. It's partnership. But... We're dating other people. Well, I, I guess that's why. Um, oh, so that that would be your idealistic for you. That would be idealistic for me because wow. it's okay. less complications. I feel for me less complications for say if I had a child, um, they would understand even if that's not their father or mother or whatever. That's the person that person that they is know. in your life. Yeah, this is someone who is a wow. constant for the child. Okay. Because I don't know. I found. Being exposed to so many people at a young age has confused me so much. Um, But also, I don't know what single uh, parent household look like, so I don't even know if that's ideal. (laughs) But, I mean, the reason why... It's a complex one. Yeah. Coming from one, it is a complex one. It's not always the prettiest. The reason why I want it to be not love-centered, but, you know, love in a friendship way, is that... It's kind of healthy, but that also depends on the type of friendship you have. But I think friendship is is close to relationship yeah, as well. Yeah, it's very, very close. 
I'm like, it's very, very close. It's and very I think, close. I think people sometimes get friendship and relationships confused because it's still relationship. Yeah. We're friends, but we are still building on something. We'll still build, yeah. We still have to stay in contact with each other. And we can still fight. And we can still fight, and we can still not like each other, and we can still break (laughs) up, and we can still not like it. So it could still (laughs) fucking go south. It could still fucking go south. So if it can. And that's... Which is why it's idealistic. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, You know, like, it's something I picture in my head. Yeah, 100%. Doesn't mean that... That that would work out. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. But I I could see... I guess I never thought of a household that looked like that. But I can understand it for sure. Um, I think it's because I've always wanted to build a home out of love. That's always mm. been my motive. Mm. I always want to build a home out of love. Like, it is my dream to build a home out of love. Like, that yeah. is all I want to do. Whether it be with somebody or myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want space that I can claim as my own. Yeah. That feels like home for me. Mm-hmm. And then adding somebody to that would be beautiful. But, like... I don't know. It's very, it's very it's complex. Tricky. It's complex. I'm still trying to figure out what the word love is. I'm absolutely. trying to figure out if it's a feeling or an action. It's both. Yeah. It's absolutely both. What do you think is more important in the long run? The feeling or the action? The action. Um, and what, what, what types of actions for you from your own relationships, from your own parents growing up, um, from your own yeah, experiences? Do you know you what love languages what love? are? Yeah. Have you done your love languages? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah? Did you do the test? I think so. You need to do it again. Those <laughs> <laughs> are the five lang- like, love languages. It's uh, words it's of affirmation. Words of affirmation, physical touch, acts quality time, acts of service. And gifts. Gifts, yeah. Gift okay. giving. So, I know that I will act. Doesn't mean that's what I want. Mm. That's what I will do for someone I love, though. But you, also, wait, I want to add, the, the love languages you have are based off of the love languages that you've been taught in your life. I've been taught? Yeah. Really? You've either been taught or are of... Um, or lacked. Or have lacked. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I feel like they can go, um, they can either do way. more than one. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, you have, like, a top, th- like, top two, top three. Like, yeah. You, can't, you just don't have, like, one ultimate one, I believe. Yeah. I have m- multiple ones, too. That what are, are like yours? My, um, quality time is my biggest one. Yeah. Um... Physical touch is my other one. Uh-huh. And, um... Words of affirmation? No. I think it might be words of affirmation. See, that's why it's hard for me. Because I I don't think that I just have one. I feel like all of them, but in different... With different, in different people. different ways. Yeah, different they ways. all vary. Because they all vary. I'm not a physical touch person. But I know for sure that if I was with someone I was, like, in love with, mm-hmm. I would want them to touch me 24-7. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm not... Generally, no. Don't mm. touch me. Yeah. And then acts of service. Um, if your place is messy and I love you uh, and you're my friend or you're like someone I'm dating, I'm probably going to clean it up for you. Mm. Um, it do- doesn't mean I expect the same in return or mm. that, you know, or whatever. But I'll, I'll, I'll do that for you, but I only do it if I want to do it and not if you ask me to do it. Because if you ask me to do it, then I feel like I'm obliged. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so that's when I'm not yeah, going to yeah. want to do it. So I'm going to clean the house for my parents. And when they're not in, in in the house to surprise them or whatever. And while that's something I'm supposed to be doing, it's much nicer when they haven't asked me to do it. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then uh, quality time. You and me are spending quality time together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a, a, a definite. Like, I, I love that. Words of affirmation. I love that as well. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to be congratulated when they've done something good? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to be complimented when they look good? Like, mm-hmm. I don't Absolutely. think I have 
as for gifts, again, really depends on what gift you're giving me. Um, is it something that you you made? Is it something that you bought because you thought of me? Is it something that... Yeah. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Exactly. That's why, like, I'm so, like, I've realized as, like, I've gone, like, on dates and certain things. Like, there was a dude who bought me a burrito. He bought me a burrito. Oh, P.U.A. Yeah. And took me to the beach. No. Right? Oh. Right. <laughs> he bought me a burrito and took me to the beach. And I was like, oh. I am obsessed you with know? this man. <laughs> I'm like, he is so nice to me. And he just, and it was a burrito. Like a big ass burrito. Mm. And it's just, I've understood how simple it is for me to under, like, how simple it is for me to feel loved Mm. in certain forms. Mm. Um, I think also it comes down to understanding. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm a very complex human being Mm -hmm. and the need for understanding to be with love is very important to me. Okay. You need to be what able to. You need to be able to. How do I want to word this? You need to be able to understand somebody and where they're at and what they're going through, even if you've never been through it and you don't understand it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, I almost choked. Um. <laughs> but that's just. That's like. That isn't just a love well it, actually it is a love thing but that's not only like a romantic love thing that's a connection thing yeah you need to be able to understand people yeah it's the same feeling of like me understanding my dad mm. like me understanding my dad helps my relationship with my dad get better because yeah. i'm like oh my gosh okay this is why you act you this way annoying? when Can they you? don't understand you back yeah. and that's why when it needs to try. be equivalent though yeah there needs to be equivalency and mm. equivalent understanding in the relationship or it's not going to work because yeah. you'll find yourself bending your back oh, bro yeah. breaking your back trying to understand trying to listen not even trying you just do understand you yeah. just happen to naturally understand. naturally understand and they don't attempt yeah and that's when you leave that's when i leave yeah because what <laughs> else are you going to do in that type of situation no, yeah, that is when I leave. I leave. I get yeah. the fuck out. I pack my bags and I go. Yeah. And it happens in all sorts of relationships. Mm-hmm. It happens in your family. It happens in people mm-hmm. that you like. And sometimes you try to understand people who don't want to be understood by you. Yeah. It's not that they don't want to be understood. They don't want to be understood by you. Mm-hmm. So you're there trying to, to help be open them. open to that as well. You know? And they're yeah, trying to be, be understood by other people who are not helping them and it's Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna you can't try to help someone who isn't trying to help themselves Mm -hmm. you're going to drain and so there has to be a point where we as people find um that balance of when is it too much Mm -hmm. when am i doing too much um when is it enough and i think you know yeah you know yeah it's just Oh, this is a big thing. This is a good one. Okay. Um, I was targeting to, bam, Diana, again, shout out. <laughs> um, but talking about how that voice in our head, the intuition comes flowing in, and you're listening, but it's not so much about the listening, it's about the action. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Doesn't that, that, yo. Yeah, no, that's, it's sickening, right? Because then it's like, because I, I was telling her, I was like, I hear, I, I, it talks to me, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm, and then I just act, start acting the fuck out, and I don't do what it says it mm. for me to do, mm. and then I'm confused, 
Mm. But it's like, I was listening, but you were listening, but you didn't act on it. Mm. You didn't follow those instructions. You didn't follow that intuition. You didn't follow that feeling. I find the whole intuition thing to be very hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm even pushing it away now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, there's so many times I've thought I was following my intuition. And I still get the worst karma. And I'm like, what the fuck? What did I do wrong this time? You know, like, hmm. I, I thought that my heart was telling me to do this. Um, and this was the right thing to do. And then I did it. And it backfired on me. I think that's where you have to forgive yourself and understand that in your moment, that's what your heart felt and that's what your heart wanted to do and that's what you did. Okay. My cousin told me one time, she was like, we make... Life is about choices. Yeah. Sorry, guys. My sister's making noise, and I'm hoping she doesn't get in here. If she she does, we can add her in here. Sky can come (laughs) here. Um, My cousin was telling me about how life is about choices. And as long as you make choices that make your heart feel good and you're following your heart at all times, then you can never feel any type of... um, shame about it you should never feel any type of shame about any choice that you make with your heart yeah because you made it with good intention okay and i think that's something where we have to understand too because i've absolutely made choices and i've been like what the fuck yeah yeah but i've also noticed and we were talking about this too that like i've i've been i'm in a i'm in a very interesting place with myself where Mm -hmm. i'm like catching on to patterns of the way i react to things yeah and I, i kind of am like halting in moments and i'm like oh okay well maybe i well, this is I what I usually do, but yeah. maybe I should do something different. Yeah. Maybe I should. And that's the intuition talking like, hey. Uh, and it's like now I'm allowing, I'm listening to the voice and creating action. Mm-hmm. I'm not being so impulsive, which yeah. my mother would say. Yeah. Okay. Because impulsivity is not necessarily a bad thing because again, no. you're following your intuition. You're following your intuition. You're yeah. following whatever feels right in that moment. You mm. go for it. But then sometimes we're... Sp- we, we don't think about the repercussions. Mm-mm. But I guess that's good that you made the first step of maybe not listening because now you've learned. Mm-hmm. Now you've learned what happens when you don't... But then sometimes you think too much about what could potentially happen that you don't even make the step and that now you, you procrastinate. Yep, and that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's um, where I'm sitting in. And it's a difficult um, thing to navigate because it means... Lala... Sorry, my we, sister came into the studio. We love you, though. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, though, girl. <laughs> and I was really trying to use my hands to be like, go, go, go. And she was like, no, I'm coming in. <laughs> yeah, her big smile on her face. <laughs> I, I thought she thought I was saying come in. But um, what were you saying? Shit. Oh, procrastinating. Yes, on intuition, um, intuition when making choices. Yeah, making choices. Like, there's literally, for me, there's two parts. There's the impulsive one, and then there's the procrastinator. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. It's either I'm not thinking too much about the decision, or I'm thinking too much about the decision. Mm-hmm. And then time is flying, but time is an illusion. So mm-hmm. I don't really think about that. And then time has fl- fl- flown, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Time flies. Big fuck. Then I'm like, okay, so time is not an illusion. It was there for mm. a reason. <laughs> yeah, it was there for a reason. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think also some choices need some thought I don't think every choice should be impulsive yeah I think it depends I think but I think there is overthinking and there is taking time to make a choice 
think there's oh, a difference. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I think it's about the manner mm. in which you choose to make the choice. It's about the emotional standing that you're feeling while you're making that choice. Because sometimes, sometimes you just need you a second. Sometimes you have no emotions on them. Mm. There's some certain things I literally just have no... Like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to deal with that when I get there. Yeah. Because I cannot form an opinion. I cannot make a decision on this because... See, but that... Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, 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 I get what you're saying. But yeah. I feel like that's the healthy way of... I feel like it is quite healthy. Of to sometimes making a choice yeah. that's not impulsive, but allowing it to... To unfold. To unfold. Yeah, yeah, allowing it to unfold. You're just letting it be. Letting it be. Letting it flow. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes we put so much mm-hmm. pressure on ourselves to have this decision, mm-hmm. have this idea, know what and we're doing. let it be. But it's like... There's too many circumstances that could happen. There's too many situations that could happen leading up to that point mm-hmm. that might not allow you to make that decision that you have mm. already ingrained in your head. Mm-hmm. And I think the point isn't to ingrain stuff. It's to just let them be. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes when we do let them be, we end up doubting ourselves too much because other people mm. are making choices before they get there. And it's like, that's when we start comparing ourselves to mm-hmm. people. And that's forgetting a that it's uh. an individual journey forgetting that the reason we've gotten to this point where we're letting things flow is because we've learned that keeping ideas doesn't allow you to grow yeah so it's an interesting journey i feel called out (laughs) in a in the best way okay in the best way that's good no i feel unraveled i feel we're unraveling right now it's very good yeah fuck i was Were were you finding it hard to like make certain choices Absolutely. Yeah. But I think just unraveling the ways in which we unravel choices is... It helps. It does. And the thing is, I'm saying this now, but I was literally stuck. I was talking to you like an hour ago. We were both stuck. We were so stuck. We were both sitting around this conversation (laughs) about being stuck, and we just unraveled (laughs) it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's good, though. It's good. It's important. It's important for sure. And I think there's a big thing about comparison, and that I've really, truly been working on, because like you really don't know where people are at and you really don't know what happens what what people like lay at night with or what people are going through or what you never know you just never know and it's so easy for us to compare because it's so human it's Mm. so human to be like oh i wish i was doing this Mm. i wish i looked like that i wish i was moving this way i wish i was doing that i wish Mm. i you know what i mean but like uh comparison is just the nastiest feeling and sends you nowhere yeah it sends you nowhere, and yeah. I've been really working on that because mm. it's just like, why your your life is completely different. Your upbringing was completely different. You see the world in a completely different light than that person. Yeah. How could you compare? And that's even with siblings. Yeah. Even somebody who was raised in the same home as you, yeah. they, you cannot compare. And the thing is, what gets us to the point of us comparing is that the people who are around us who are older than us were comparing. Mm. Where and it's not always, mm-hmm. but you do find instances where say your parents are like um oh why can't you do like this or why can't your your sibling be like you why Mm. you know and they do it in front of you in front of the other person and then you find that if one person is given too much of that they end up having an inflated ego Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other one ends up having terrible insecurities Mm. and it's like those are the types of things that at this point we we also need to start thinking about it's like we shouldn't be comparing other people as well because Mm. how we how we have been taught to see ourselves then makes us compare ourselves to other people 
and we should like pick that up before it gets too far where we start comparing other people and other people's kids and other people's kids in their presence mm. because we're now ingraining insecurities in them we're literally planting a seed of insecurity mm. and in the other one we're planting a seed for narcissism or mm-hmm. you know inflated egos mm-hmm. oh. and yo fuck narcissism <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that right now on the podcast yo Fuck narcissists. narcissism, but let's also understand where they come from. Absolutely. Yeah. But Absolutely. also fuck them. But also fuck yeah. that <laughs> shit. Fuck that shit, but let's understand. Yeah, let's understand. But I think also, like, I've d- I actually, like, in my, like, in my current um, understanding in life right now, I've done a lot of, like, research. I've been encouraged also a lot to do, like, research on narcissism and stuff. And when you, like, really get into it, if you, if anybody who's listening, or even if you, <laughs> like, if you are, have ever been in a relationship with somebody who is a narcissist, if one of your parents is a narcissist, if one mm. of your siblings is a narcissist, if somebody in your family is a narcissist, mm-hmm. and, because if you are anywhere near somebody who is a narcissist, you've had some type of emotional damage from a narcissist, yeah. and um, doing that research and understanding where it comes from what is actually going on in their mind what is the root of that why do they act like that Mm. it really is healing it is it's so healing because then you understand that it's really coming from a certain place yeah and it's not you you're able to um i don't know if depersonalize is a word is depersonalize a word yeah it is okay yeah you're able to like depersonalize it and not it doesn't feel so that it was like so directed towards you understand that this person is actually struggling with mental illness yeah and they don't actually make a choice as much as we think that we mm-hmm. so yes their actions look very much like yeah they chose to do this because of this like they knew what they were doing they're so we're actually we're <laughs> what we're actually saying uh when we say that is that they're so like intelligent that they you know they do everything to like harm you um there's a word I'm looking for, and it's literally not that. But most actions that narcissists make are unconscious. Mm-hmm. There are people who haven't looked at their inner child, who haven't looked at the abuse that they've endured. Have unraveled that. Are just, and they're hurting people. Yeah, they're just going. They're letting life control. They're letting their mind control them. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize where they've hurt people, um, and they go through their own pain and they don't express it. And I feel like it's also them suppressing their feelings absolutely which then comes out through anger mm-hmm. and they don't express their pain um because they feel mm-hmm. like pain expressing pain from maybe their past experiences where they had been experiencing uh pain and expressing it and then they were demonized for that and made to you know uh, told that they were feeling sorry for themselves too much they need to like you know maybe man up or something like that mm-hmm. so then they end up suppressing all of those emotions and those emotions end up coming out as anger mm-hmm. and if that person hasn't done any self-reflection because i don't know maybe they don't even know mm-hmm. that there's an issue or maybe they know but they don't know the word for it they don't it's such a complex thing um and i think in dealing with them yeah leave the situation leave them mm-hmm. because they're not worth your time um but also it's not as easy as we think it is. It's mm-hmm. not as... They're not as... They're malicious, yeah, but they're not... They don't... There's not int- a consciousness with yeah, it. Yeah, there's no consciousness with it. I think the thing that, like, fucks me up is that... As human, we have choice. And that's something that I've always thought about 
with the narcissist that I've dealt with in my life. Yeah. Like, you do have a choice. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You said that narcissists are built off of the fact that they haven't taken the time to go back and look at the things mm. that they need to look at. That's a choice. That is a choice. You made a choice to not do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what always confuses me because it's unconscious harm. Mm-hmm. But you have a choice. Like, you know what I mean? It's like unconscious, but there's still you still have human choice. Yeah. You still have it's so like it's such a weird lining yeah. of understanding such a like and like I mean I would really hope there is um, Do you know why they don't ways make that of choice? healing narcissists? No, save us. I think, I think they don't make that choice because it makes them go back into the mm. the dark place that they were in. Um, you know, because we've established that mm-hmm. they would have gone through some sort of pain for them to get to the point of being the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it feels. odd I don't know for them to mm-hmm. go back and not everyone knows that to heal you actually have to look back at your trauma mm-hmm. not everyone knows not what trauma even is mm-hmm. <laughs> not everyone knows how to navigate it or can like understand it I guess yeah can comprehend that it's an actual thing that we need to heal as people but I also think everybody's trauma looks different everybody also heals trauma differently for real but also I think there are certain things um that are revealed to us with time to go back and heal such traumas. Does that make sense? So, like, okay, okay. So, like, so like when I, I was talking about how we have the soul and the mind and the separation of it, right? Okay. And so what I believe is is that the soul can be very aged. It can be very old. It's where um, our spirit is. It's where our ancestors lie. It's where, like, this, like, recycled... Yeah energy wisdom comes from within us yeah but the mind is in this 20 year old body okay and it's able to function on a 20 year old body mindset yeah and so i feel that the soul gives the mind information Mm -hmm. when it's ready to process it yes and it's ready to deal with it Mm -hmm. and it's and it's when it's a useful tool for that time period because people earlier than and some people Mm -hmm. either don't listen to that Mm -hmm or are not connected that that source is not connected and it's not revealing those mm. things to them but that's because your mind has to want to learn mm. you have for to be open minded for your soul to listen you to your soul you have to start questioning shit you have to start being like why do I act like this why am I different from this why once you start asking your soul's like you've given the portal for your soul for the spiritual realm to give you the answers mm. that are gonna come to your mind it's not going to be some angel that's going to come to you in your dream and be like, no, it's, it's all going to be in your mind. But just like you said, there's your soul, which is your old self, your mm. higher self. That's going to give you the answers. But you're going to have to question. And in that questioning, is going to come answers that are going to come through the TV. It's going to come through movies. It's going to come through books. It's going to come through little signs. It's going to come through conversations. Mm. That was good. I'm like, did y'all hear that? <laughs> Y'all hear that? Because that was fucking good, yo. That was good. That's you hyping me up. Chills. That was good as fuck. Because that's real. Because I've said that to most people, but nobody's broken it down like that. Because that's an important piece of it. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. Yeah. If your mind's not open, it's not going to work. No, it's not. Mm. No, it's not. So if you try to avoid Mm. your problems by 
literally doing everything else, working, focusing on your family and all of that stuff, and literally not asking questions that are vital for your growth, you're not going to grow. You're not going to get the answers. I mean, you actually are going to grow in other aspects. Monetarily, you're going to grow with your family, but you're not going to have good conversations. You're not going to have good relationships. You're not going to... But actually, it is going to affect your work life, and it is going to affect your family, and it is going to affect that, because those things are interconnected yeah they are <laughs> yeah after saying combined. that i was like uh, i was like no 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 it's okay it's okay no but sometimes it does like you, i mean you'll find billionaires who still haven't healed that's what i'm so saying that's why like money does. is not mm. you can be so you can be pumping a lot of things out mm. but like then you look back you're like wait am i actually happy in this job yeah wait maybe i didn't need all this money yeah maybe i didn't and maybe i'm not in the right work environment mm. and i should have been in a different one just like stuff like that yeah but that's also just being human and being part of a system yeah being part of a system being part of a system yeah i think sometimes um i feel like yeah you create more problems for yourself if you don't look back at these issues because mm-hmm. you're just gonna i don't know have so much pressure on yourself um and so many problems in life that you're not gonna know where they came from and you're gonna keep creating more problems to avoid these other ones that are like literally screaming at you mm. saying look at me and you're like, no, not my, not my childhood self. I'm not looking at you. I'm not gonna heal you. Yeah. Because it, it feels kind of embarrassing. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary though, because mm. like healing is not cute. No. Healing and admitting is to yourself is not fun. cute. And admitting to yourself is ugh. Admitting Lord. your mistakes. Admitting where. And being honest. You know, to you yourself. Know I mean? Yeah, those time periods where you have to like really sit in it. You and know, you, it's like, it's a really tough thing, but yeah. like man the outcome mm. so beautiful yeah. it's so important it's a process that's ugly but god damn it's so fucking worth it yeah you i think know? the worst thing for healing for me would be um sorry for interrupting you go ahead no go <laughs> i be... feel like i've been interrupting you actually. oh don't worry i was like they're gonna listen to this and be like damn can Pway talk no <laughs> like, fuck no no not can Pway ramble <laughs> she's rambling <laughs> the podcast is for us all to go ahead, ramble go ahead um just thinking about mistakes that I've made um, in the, like, say, recent past or and thinking about how other people would perceive it. Um, and not just because I'm thinking too much, but maybe some things that they would have told me and I would have denied at the time. And then later I'm like, wait, but you did. Then I'm like, that's, that's the worst one for me. Yeah. Where I just, like, have to admit stuff to myself and be like, oh, I'm not the only one who saw it. Yeah. They saw it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's tough. But it is tough. Life. I think also it's when, like, when you have people who are close to you, yeah. or, or even, like, if you are in a relationship with someone and they're able to be like, hey, you're doing this. Mm. And it's just like, oh, like, that's like uh, a gut punch. It's yeah. just like, oh, mm. okay. Mm. Like, I, I, I need to work and on that. And figuring out where, like... Because mm-hmm. the first thing to do is... So sometimes it's realizing whether they are right, whether they are projecting, um, whether you're in denial, mm-hmm. or whether you're... This is just the path that you've chosen for yourself. And I think that also should be based off the way you react when somebody first says it. Oh... Yeah. Like, I think be you should be able to dissect it after, but I would really pay attention to the way you first reacted when somebody said it to you. Really? Yeah. Defensive. Sometimes. Defensive. 
But then I feel like why were you why were you defensive? Why were you defensive because, in that moment? Because you wouldn't consider it to be you. Because like, I feel like what? Because usually when I feel like somebody's projecting, you can feel it. Really? Yeah. But I I feel like that's how people who are in denial feel as well. They feel like that other person like is somebody's projecting. projecting. Yeah, like. Especially if you've heard these words already. I was going to say, I feel like people use projecting out of terms as well. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people use projecting out of terms. I think if you're not ready to accept that you've done something wrong, the first thing you're going to think is this person's against me. And then mm. you go, and, and if you're used to having to defend yourself in the past, even then in that's like gonna be your current, first. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be your first thing. So I feel like ah, sometimes someone is going to like react negatively um, and come back and be like, oh. You know, they've changed and they don't have to tell me, but you can kind of like see by the way. And that's okay. Because in that moment, you felt like you weren't in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But then you spent time on your own and you decided to reflect. And you don't need to come back to me and tell me that, oh, well, out oh I, I heard you. Yeah. yeah. No. You just need to make change. You just need to make change on your yeah. own. And that comes in different times. And sometimes what someone could be telling me that I'm not accepting, that's because they've experienced it. Mm. And I think even for us, when we're telling someone something um, or someone tells us something, they need to understand that you're going to realize it at your own time. We, mm. cannot, we can't force information because that's what also makes us to- toxic. Mm. If you force someone to understand something when, you're not, when they're not in a place of understanding because they haven't experienced uh, the point in their life where they can articulate that, mm. we would be then toxic to force them. Mm. Mm. Fuck. But yeah. Um it's a tough cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, there's too many things to think about. <laughs> 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 I'm like really thinking about the way this unraveled and it started with, would you, <laughs> would you be with somebody who has a kid? From Yo. This wasn't even what the podcast was meant to no, be No, that was not what it was about. But it honestly turned out to be exactly what I feel we was both needed. needed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel like lighter. I feel like oh okay. I can walk out. I can walk out of the studio feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm also like lighter. I should we say more? Then I'm like no. I think this was necessary. I know. I think this like, is perfect. And I, think I think this is perfect. It. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Man. Good raps. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. This, <laughs> no, this was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about this since we met each other. How many times have we said we were gonna make a podcast? One too many times. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank as you well. for bringing back my podcast, Spark. I haven't had this in so Ooh. long. So I now forgot. That I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I forgot how yeah. good it felt. Yeah. Because then you just like, because it's like, um, have you ever seen when people, um, I I really want one so I can do it, but like people talk about them, um, writing down their thoughts on a whiteboard. Okay. So they can like see everything. Ah. I feel like talking on a podcast is the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You're just putting stuff out loud makes you literally understand them so much better. Oh, yeah. And in conversation, is so much better than on your own as well. Mm -hmm. What? I even feel like on my own. I think in conversation, it's so much better because then you're able to counteract, and I love that. Yeah. Um, But on your own. But on your own, Mm. even sometimes you're like, oh, shit, like... On your own allows hey. you to be way more honest. Way more honest with yeah. yourself. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, this is what is going on. It's actually cause funny because I was just talking to a friend and I could feel her like say, like, I'm going to say this, but you don't have to agree with me. Mm. And it was just like, oh. Mm. And she would like be like, she would say something and be like, I really just want to know what you think about this statement. Okay. And it was just like, oh, wait, okay, wait, can we do a final a final question to a finale? Because mm. this is a good one. Okay. 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 In your relationship... Mm-hmm. Like, in your romantic relationship, do you think it's okay to tell, like, small lies? 
do you think you need to be 110% honest with somebody or do you think that white lies are harmful or not um <clears throat> so really depends on the time you met and how you met mm. but i think i can understand why someone would lie i think i would i, I would want to tell the truth mm -hmm. because I'm just like that. I feel like I don't know how to lie mm -hmm. enough. I don't know how to remember my lies yeah, either. No, I'm not I don't remember half the shit that I say. I'm really bad at lying. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I understand that not everyone's in the same healing journey as me. Mm. So you might still not know that you can trust me enough to heal. And it's okay. Mm. You don't have to trust me completely because mm -hmm. not everyone's there for good intentions, you know? Yeah. So take your time. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you are gonna lie to me sometimes um well if you do if that's what you do <laughs> and sometimes maybe it's because you want to save my feelings from being hurt because mm -hmm. maybe that's how it was in how you grew up to spare people's mm. feelings because if you were too honest people would always be like how oh, you're hurting them like there's too many things that go behind the reason why you did it mm. so i i guess it's, it's kind of understandable how about you I, I felt I felt very indifferent about it. Tell me. Because I feel like... I actually agree with you a lot, actually. I, I, I feel like you actually put it in a perfect manner. Fuck, I wish you answered first. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 Because, like, you, you do want your relationship to be 100% honest. Mm -hmm. Um. But maybe I... See, I think maybe it's so much not about the lie it's about how much you want to reveal like if every if everything that goes on should be told to your partner does mm. everything that goes on in my life oh be yeah told no. to my significant yes. other that you I, like that you, I like that you um put it like that because that's very important to me as well mm. i'm not gonna tell you everything no and that's because truly like you spend time okay now i'm remembering how i answered my friend okay because you can't report everything that fucking goes down. Shit, and you yeah. could even live in the same room, the mm -hmm. same bed, mm -hmm. the same house mm -hmm. as somebody for a whole year. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be thoughts that you have that uh -huh. you do that not share with that person because exactly. you're an individual human being exactly. with experience and mind and thought and exactly. feeling. And that's just what it is. And exactly. I think, like, it's not so much that, okay, I'm going to lie about this, yeah. but it's so much that, like, I just don't think that information is important for you to know, yeah. but I'm able to still hold my ground. And mm -hmm. I think that's where also it comes to, like, the breakdown of, like, I'm still my own person, even in this relationship, which mm -hmm. allows this relationship to flow. Because mm -hmm. if I'm telling you everything that's on my fucking mind 24-7, mm -hmm. We're, we're not I'm, giving I'm each other losing. the yeah. ability to You don't even, have your own space. Yeah. You don't have your own mind. And then we're not able to collab because mm -hmm. you're so we're so drained in each other. Mm -hmm. and but it's also, not... we're not giving space for love to grow. Yeah. We're not giving space for conversations. Mm. Because if we're constantly talking on what's on our minds, not only am I going to trigger you sometimes because yeah. we are completely different beings from yeah. completely different environments, Sometimes yeah. we need to be so aware of the other person that it's okay to, to have white lies. Mm -hmm. Because if I start being honest, we're going to cause a fight. Yeah. What, what am I causing a fight for? If it doesn't even need to if be said. If it doesn't need to be said. Yeah. I think big things, yes. I think if you feel like there's something, like if you're feeling guilty about something, all right, like that's something you need to say. But like some things, like some sometimes emotions, just some just not yeah. necessary. Like sometimes your sometimes mind, I mm. need to just process that internally mm -hmm. and let it go. Like yeah. there's even things that I was just recently dealing with and I just, like, 
I was feeling it. I was feeling it. And I was like, uh, should I say something? I'm like, no. Mm. Like, let me sit for a minute. And sometimes you'll drain the other person. Like, and feeding them all of your problems. And then I'm like, pouring on you. Yeah. And then two days later, I'm like, uh, no, I'm fine. I'm totally over it. Yeah. So I, sh- I, it was good. I that realized that it was good that I just internally Unless just allowed myself hard, to process yeah. it. Mm. Because putting it on you mm. would then make you feel weird about me mm. and then make you feel weird about things that you're doing mm. because I'm questioning things that you're doing. But really, I shouldn't be questioning mm. you. I should just trust you and we can move on from it. I have another question Ooh. from this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, go, okay. go. So, if you're with someone and there's all of these thoughts, right, mm-hmm. um, and some of them you're telling them and some of them you're not... Do you think it's healthy to have, to be able to have other outlets who are not your person for certain things that they might not understand? Do you mean friends or do you mean like... Anyone. It could be other partners. It could be other friends. It could be family. Just if they were to go through your phone and they found that you've confided in someone else and they're like, why didn't you tell me? Would you prefer to have to tell them everything or are there some things that you'd rather ask other people. I don't think I would ever get mad at my partner for confiding in somebody else. Mm. Especially with something about me. Okay. If you need if you need to have a moment and be like, hey, this is like what I'm thinking about. I think if I were to do that, I would be hypocrite because I am always asking people their thoughts. But here's the thing, when you're asking other people their thoughts, you have to think about the person you're asking. Mm. And what experiences they're going through in their life and how much you know about what they're doing and the way they act. Yeah. Because that's how you're going to get your answer. Yes. And the way I have functioned my whole life, and it's absolutely disgusting, and I'm really working on it to just be more strong in my own. Um, I love asking people, what do you think about this? And then I ask, like, 20 people, and then I gather all the information, and I come home, and then I think about how I feel and all the information I gathered, and I took little pieces from each one of them, That's and then good. I make my choice. That's how you form an opinion, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, form- I think sometimes I also... At that same time, I want to feel stronger in my own opinion and then be able to bring it to other people and then be able to have, like, a a conjolting. Sometimes I feel confused about something and I ask somebody something. And, and then, then you just take their answer. And then I take the answer and then I move on to the next person and then they come here and then I do this. So I feel like maybe... But also, it is kind I of about building an opinion. Yeah, I it's think maybe it's maybe my process. Way. It's your way. It's my process. Of, yeah, because someone's going to give you something. You mm-hmm. go ask someone else and then, then you come back down and you reflect mm-hmm. and you say okay which one of these do i resonate with the most mm-hmm. that's when you come back to yourself, yourself. valid because if valid. you just form every single opinion on your own without then it becomes kind of selfish yeah because you're not like thinking you know you're allowing yourself to have other perspectives mm-hmm. so many that the, the conclusion that you come to will be literally wholeheartedly yours because mm-hmm. you would have now sat down with it mm-hmm but, you know, it's how you choose to do it. Someone else chooses a different way, and it's okay. That's valid. Be compassionate with yourself. Valid. And that comes to the end of our podcast. Yeah, we're Thank done! Thank you, Africa! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, this was beautiful. Love you <laughs> Love y'all.